Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Astro Tea. That was the song of this week, which is Free by Black. And this is a weekly conversation that we host every single Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and 3 p.m. British Summertime. We take a closer look at the transit and the cosmic energy of the week ahead. So great day, royalty. I am Empress Lasley. You are your empire, and my content is all about things chakras, tarot, and astrology. I am currently taking bookings for divine sessions and readings, so just click the book now button on my Instagram profile or head over to my website, empresslasley.com, and I look forward to a session with you. Hi, Nikki. Hi, everyone. What's up? I hope you're having a great morning um, and that you've set intentions for the day and you're having the, the day that you intended to have. And so my name's Nikki. I'm a technical and intuitive astrologer. And currently I'm offering one-on-one -on -one natal chart and other astrological readings as well as Oracle card readings. So my Instagram and Twitter are both linked in my clubhouse bio and you can find the link to book a reading with me uh, in either of those bios in my link tree. So for those of you who are joining us for the first time, what we do is that we run through the transits of the week and then we turn on hand raising and invite people to speak um, towards the end. So anything that you have to share with us, questions, stories, teas, ritual ideas, we got the new moon and cancer coming up um, this coming week. So really anything that you want to share with us. Um, if you can't wait till the end for a question or anything that you have to share, you can also use the hashtag uh, Astro T Clubhouse, CH, like Clubhouse on Twitter um, to be able to connect with us that way. And so we'll be able to stop throughout the conversation and read what y'all have to say. So let's get started Monday, July 5th. And what we're going to talk about is that day we have the sun in Cancer. It's going to be sextiling uh, Uranus and Taurus. And so I felt like this was a really uh, powerful way to start the week. There's a lot of just like initiating energy that we did mention when it comes to cancer season it's cardinal energy so it's a lot of like new beginnings putting things into motion taking initiative on things and so um this transit is all about comfort and security right when we're looking at cancer and taurus so it's feminine cardinal water right with cancer and then you've got feminine fixed earth um, with the taurus energy they're supporting each other in the sextile which remember we've talked about sextiles can sometimes represent um, similarly to squares things that are actually manifesting and happening in the 3d reality around us so whether this is a conversation that enlightens you or um you know an event that you can actually feel like happening to you right that you experience so um that's why i think that this is a lot about like practical and tangible action um because this is about initiating things for long-term comfort and stability and so for like for uranus and taurus in general two major themes that are are among us while you know uranus is, is going to be in taurus is you know seemingly unconventional ways of both obtaining money and of uh, growing food as well. So um, this transit asks us, you know, what can we initiate now during this cardinal season? And just remember that cancer season started with the moon being in Aries, right? So even more cardinal energy that's really about asserting ourselves and our visions and our the plans that we have for our life and putting things into motion, right? So whether it's drafting up a business plan or clearing out your backyard or your patio to start the garden that you've been talking about, right? Making 
making lifestyle changes. Perhaps you could, uh, you want to challenge yourself to like only buy local food, right? For one week or only shop at a farmer's market, right? Which both saves you money um, and is able to transform the relationship that you have with food, right? So it's hitting on both of those, the financial aspects and the more, the home environment, right? Whether you're going to grow food from your home or there's ways that new and unconventional ways that you can bring food into your home, right? Starting a community garden, if that's something that you've been talking about, look if there's one in your community that you can be a part of. But I do think that all of us having access to food that is, um, that we have autonomy over is a really important part of Uranus in Taurus and the sun here in the sextile is reminding us like what are the things that we can initiate and put into action so our food is being increasingly compromised by the day right so this is a great time to draft plans for the long term um comfort again you know pertaining either to money wealth food family the home the domestic sphere self-care right whatever life you want to build for yourself in in regards to those matters what can we initiate what can we put forward um you know oh i'm tired of feeling this way when i eat food or i feel like you know i'm not getting the nutrients that i that i want to get from my food right what are you feeling and then what are the some decisions that you can make some actions you can take um to ease that and feel better and a greater sense of comfort and security in both our, our finances and our food in the domestic sphere so that's what I have for, you know, kicking off the week on Monday. But what does this sextile look like um, with the tarot? So with the sextile, with the sun in Cancer and Uranus in Taurus, in the tarot, this is the sun in the chariot energy, sextiling the fool in the hierophant energy. So this is definitely bringing in the energy of a potential victory, right? And these new beginnings and projects and possibly money-making ventures as well with that Taurian energy. So be open to taking that potential leap of faith, everyone, and trusting that new journey and and your ability to remain committed for the long term, right? That's what fixed energy is about. Being able to go after something and stay on course, right? Be fixed. So I'm seeing here in the tarot that you may get some kind of unexpected offer that is of value to you. So don't find yourself being stubborn and not walking through that doorway of opportunity that this sextile may be bringing you um, on Monday to kick off the week tomorrow. Um, even if it's something that you never anticipated coming your way, right? Choose what will make you happy and bring more light and abundance into your space during this time. So you may not have seen any else in your family as well that has taken a leap like this um, but you are a leader right embodying the sense of that archetype of what a leader represents it's always going first and being able to pave the way don't allow that um, to kind of stifle you from making right decisions that will bring you to that potential victory that I just mentioned, right? Be the leader, go first and pave the way, even if you are the first in your family, right? Show those younger generations in your family and your children how it's done, right? But 
they will look up to you. Um, and from this decision, you gain even more of those keys, right? To life and to bringing more harmony between your body and your soul. So I love Nikki, how you mentioned food and, you know, growing your own food, going to farmer's markets, um, being more invested in what's going in your body, right? I definitely love mention of that um, for this Monday as well as something that you pay a bit more attention to because you deserve to be free, right? You deserve to eat foods that are free of all these GMOs and, you know, all of these different things that could potentially stifle, stifle that forward moving victory that you see for yourself in longevity and for the long term. All right. So um, that's what I'm seeing to kick off the week um, in terms of the tarot, um, new opportunities, unexpected offers with the Uranus and Taurus energy that come to you that could bring you some type of financial abundance. Okay. So don't restrict yourself to this good fortune and doorway that's opening up for you to kick off this week on the fifth. All right, let's get into Tuesday, Nikki. Yeah, with Tuesday, we have Mercury and Gemini is going to be squaring Neptune and Pisces, which reminder, Neptune is retrograde right now. So this relationship between Gemini and Pisces is that of disarray and abstractness. And I think these transits, even the ones that are uncomfortable, are here to teach us um, how to be comfortable with the fact that things change and are not always fixed, right? Like that's why it's really important to have these types of mutable um, types of transits, right? How do we get comfortable or how do we understand that there is a place in our lives for disarray and abstractness for things not to be uh, fully clear for them to not to make sense all the time. Um, and so this energy is making me think about sometimes the more that we say, the more that we confuse ourselves and lose our footing. And like, as someone who has a uh, Venus and Sagittarius, which is another mutable sign, that's like prime, like foot in your mouth type syndrome. Like sometimes you just start digging a hole, the more you try to explain yourself and, and talk things through and, and, and yeah, more so really trying to explain yourself and validate yourself. You just end up kind of talking yourself into a hole. So it's like what this is giving me with Mercury, right? The ways that we communicate being almost at home in Gemini, it's sometimes, um, how do we, balance both the masculine and the feminine that are being squared off with this transit right it's a face-off between the masculine energy of logic of information of analysis and the feminine energy of intuition and spiritual elevation so sometimes um, oftentimes most of the times our assignments from spirit don't make logical sense to us you know it's going to involve quitting a job is going to involve leaving a relationship it's going to involve um, downsizing or letting go of belongings and people are looking at you like what that doesn't make sense right that's not what we're told that's not what we're um programmed to aspire to and in, in, you know at a societal level or like you mentioned earlier Ariel, like our family right that's not you know what the family script is about but a lot of those times our assignments from spirit is, you know, it's an opportunity for us to have the courage and the faith to make decisions based on what we're being called or led to do. And so this transit reminded me of one of my favorite, favorite Disney movies ever, which is Pocahontas. Um, I actually have a, a video on my Instagram where I kind of go into the more uh, spiritual like meanings and things like that um, and lessons that we can learn from the movie Pocahontas because I love it so much and it's filled with a lot of astrological and spiritual like symbolism. But the one part 
that this transit reminded me of is when Pocahontas goes to uh, Grandmother Willow, right? Which I see as like an ancestor, right? She's very much uh, a symbol of like ancestral guidance, right? Like leading you to figure out what to do, your higher self, right? Tapping into the people who came before you to figure out how to cultivate and live your future, right? So she goes to Grandmother Willow and she explains to her like, I've been having this recurring dream, right? About strange clouds. And she's like, it doesn't make any sense to me. And Grandmother Willow's response is like, listen with your heart and you will understand. So she kind of says in like this sing song voice and then the wind comes and like fills Pocahontas with like insight, right? We see that as like the divine feminine energy of intuition, of insight. And that's when she sees the masts of the ships, right? When the settlers are arriving um, to Jamestown um she sees that and then that makes sense the strange clouds right but as someone who hasn't seen mass of a ship right if she had a dream that says you will see mass of a ship like what does that mean that doesn't mean anything who doesn't to someone who doesn't know um the context who doesn't know how that's relevant right so um ha the only way she was able to understand somewhat is strange clouds right that's what she kept seeing in her dream um but that feminine is what filled in the blanks, right? When that logical, um, when all the pieces weren't there, right? When all the information wasn't there. Um, so it's like, how do we trust these like downloads and these messages that we're getting from spirit on taking action, especially when it doesn't all make sense, especially when it's not necessarily logical or we don't have all the pieces together, right? So are we willing to take a leap of faith when we don't have all that information? And are we willing to bet on our highest good, even if it doesn't make sense to us in the moment, right? And so, you know, it might be part of our divine path, our destiny, but it's, it's something that we don't, you know, that masculine part, no, it's not making sense. No, it's not logical. Is this going to bring me money? You know, I'm not going to be chasing the things that I've been told to chase my whole life. So it's an opportunity um, for us to feel some comfort and the discomfort of both the square and both the mutable energy of understanding that things are always shifting and changing and moving and we have to stay adaptable and we have to stay resilient um, and figuring out, you know, are we, are we going to go with what, you know, logic is telling us or are we going to go with what our intuition or our higher self is telling us, even if it doesn't make sense in that moment. And sometimes we're rewarded when we leap, not knowing exactly where we're going to like land, you know, so that's what I'm getting for Tuesday. Um, but I, I definitely want to hear your insights as to how this square between Mercury and Neptune looks like in terms of the tarot. Seeing in the tarot. So for Mercury and Gemini squaring Neptune retrograde in Pisces on Tuesday next week on the 6th, this in the tarot is the magician in the lover's energy squaring off with the hanged man in the reverse um, in the moon energy. So there may be that feeling of nervousness, right, that this square can bring on this Mars day between the magician energy and the hanged man. So you have a new beginning that's available to you and the spiritual insight from the divine to be able to go after it and pursue it, right? But you feel like doing something that doesn't make logical sense based on the responsibilities you may have in some kind of partnership with this lover's energy. So you want to move forward and you want to choose to allow your inclinations to guide you, but you're receiving verbal 
pushback potentially from someone in your life or yourself internally because this is a new habit that you're having to take on, right? And that your loved one is not potentially used to. So they may be wanting to speak up against this as well. So I really love that reference you made to Pocahontas where it's like, she, she saw the dream, right? She, okay, so she was asleep. When she was asleep, the hanged man was actually in the right position. When she woke up, Neptune is in reverse, right? Neptune retrograde, which is the hangman upright. She woke up and it's like, I'm, I got this download while I was sleeping and I know that I'm supposed to be going this way, but it seems strange because like you said, she's not used to what that actually means, right? So I feel like moving forward, you need to be able to deal with this square, um, working at cross purposes right now um, and follow that new habit, right? I see a conversation that could potentially be being had on uh, this day while this transit is happening or just throughout today um, around the movement that you're feeling led to take spiritually that may not make 100% sense logically, right? So will you allow yourself to be led by your creativity or are you going to let possible arguments due to seeing things differently put you in that place of suspension during a time when Neptune is retrograde wanting you to do the opposite, right? Neptune retrograde is wanting you to make a decision, trusting your gut and divine. You got the downloads while, while Neptune was um, uh, going direct, right? You had those downloads. You've been speaking to spirit. You've been speaking to your ancestors, as Nikki referenced, right? So now it's time for you to make decisions that align with that divine message that you've been getting. And even if it doesn't feel 100% logical, it's not supposed to because it's not coming from that masculine, logical place, right? It's coming from that subconscious, intuitive, um, feminine place. So it's not going to feel like, oh, everything is completely mapped out for me. I know exactly what to do. I feel this and I'm just going to go out there and do it on a day like today with the square. Those energies are working at cross purposes. Okay. So know what new beginning you want to move towards. And regardless of what other people have to say um, and potential arguments that you may get in towards these new decisions that you may not be 100% confident about, keep moving forward, right? Trust your instincts, trust your insights, right? Like Pocahontas did, trust your dream that it meant something, not that it was just some throwaway dream. Trust that it was trying to tell you something and that as long as you put yourself in the right environment, right, as we'll see later on this week, it's going to pay off, especially when it comes to the end of the week and Mercury's entering cancel, you'll be happy that you made these types of decisions and followed and put some respect on Divine Feminine's name. Okay, I'm done. So let's get into Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday, we got Venus and Leo trining Chiron at Aries. So we felt like it was really important to continue um, with these themes because last week we talked about Mars and Leo, right? Trining Chiron and Aries. And so um, for those of you who joined us last week, you'll definitely see how this continues to be a, a theme, right? And it's very similar to the energy of last week. But with this being in uh, this being Venus and Leo, it really made me think about it in a different perspective that I don't think we touched upon last week. So with Venus and Leo trining Chiron and Aries, it makes me think about, you know, the relationship between Aries and Leo, right, two masculine fire signs being about the self and being about 
um, dominance, right, and asserting dominance. And so this makes me think about how sometimes in our in our households, those of us who are raised in dynamics where the masculine and feminine energies weren't balanced, right, where there was an emphasis on masculinity and that was prioritized or the only kind of energy that was solely encouraged, um, regardless of what we identify as, right, whether masculine or feminine as like a being, um, when we use and overuse or abuse right masculinity as a way to overcompensate for feeling small or not being enough for not being able to cultivate our own space for not being able to assert um, ourselves our energy our boundaries right then we have uh we continue with that misbalance right we continue with that overcompensation because that's all we've been seen that's all we've been raised so whether it's like a single mom having to embody both the feminine and masculine of, of both parents right or being raised with um by a father right and not having that divine feminine if there was no maternal energy and i'm talking more so about energy right not necessarily a, a cis normative or heterosexual couple but being out of balance with that energy is more so what i'm referring to it's like how do we then how are we how is that overcompensation manifesting and showing itself in our romantic relationships so um because when we're out of balance, when we come from those households that are not in 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 flow and balance, there won't be that harmonious flow of divine masculine, divine feminine in our relationships, especially our, our romantic ones, right? Especially the ones that are intimate, that get to show us those other parts of ourselves and get to mirror those parts of ourselves. And so um, I've seen both women right or or feminine beings be overly dominant in relationships and are not able to um, rely on their partner for support and i've been able and i've seen masculine um people or men as well feel that being like a real man is having to be in charge all the time right you're the the, the final decision maker you have the last word you got the last say right and not being able to look to their partner for advice, for counsel, for emotional vulnerability. So it's either way we're overcompensating um, being seen, right? So that we can hide from being felt. And what I mean by that is that sometimes that, that Leo energy just wants to be seen, right? We want to be seen in this light. This is who we are on the stage, right? And we do a lot to convince people, okay, no, this is who you are. Okay, this is what I see. You know, it's like when people say like, oh, you know, I'm a really good guy, you know? I'm just a really good guy. I'm like, let me... <laughs> let me decide that for myself and like we all have a shadow right it's like sometimes people try to be very convincing to others about who they are they're very set on the image that they give off they give they're very set on the projection right the role that they play on the stage but it's like how is that role kind of trying to just like how are we trying to distract people from who we are when the lights cut off, right? And the audience leaves, who is that person, right? What is the discrepancy between the roles that we play and the people that we are when the cameras are off? And a lot of the times we try to project this like energy of masculinity and dominance. And even me, like I do that a lot of like, I can do bad all by myself, right? Because we're we're hiding from that Chiron and Aries wound, that, that part of us that doesn't feel like if we're just ourselves and not on 10 and turned up and oh, look at me and look at what I could do, that it's not enough that we're not going to be noticed that people aren't going to be able to respect our boundaries so it's very similar it's a continuation of what we talked about last week when mars and leo was trying chiron but i feel like this specifically speaks more to our relationship with self and therefore how that is a projection of you know our relationships with other people right whether
whether platonic or romantic. Um, so a lot of wounds that we have in our relationships stem from how we were raised and how our parents taught us and embodied love or, you know, lack thereof, right? And so I really recommend um, a, a book that just really is... Um, Oh my gosh, I can't talk today. Um, kind of co closely connected with this transit is All About Love by Bell Hooks. I absolutely love that book. I've been reading it very slowly for the past like year, honestly, just taking it chapter by chapter, highlighting, taking notes, meditating, reflecting on the book. Like I'm still not done with it. And I almost like don't want to finish it, but it's one of those books I keep going back and revisiting pages and chapters that I have already read. And there's a chapter that specifically talks about how um, our parents taught us love and how oftentimes it may not be love. It's care, it's providing, but is it love, right? What's the definition of love? How do we sort through between, oh, I care about you versus I love you, or I provide for you, or I nurture you, or I give you material things, I make sure that you're comfortable and have food to eat, but is that love, you know? So that's definitely a really, really, really great book to show how sometimes we overcompensate or project, and a lot of that is not feeling like we received the love that we really wanted and needed as children, and especially Venus and Leo, Leo being the inner child, um, that's a a really really great book for those of you who haven't um, read it I definitely recommend it so now that we've talked about this in terms of astrology what is um this the sextile I'm sorry this trine between Chiron and Venus look like with the tarot yeah so with this uh trine going on on the Wednesday Venus and Leo uh with Chiron and Aries in the tarot this is the empress in the energy of strength uh, this is trining Chiron in the energy of the emperor, okay? So during this transit, uh, I really see that we're being shown options, really, in how we can maneuver through our own internal file so that we can express ourselves in a most productive way, can take into consideration of our long-term goals that we have, right? So uh, Chiron being in the energy of Aries is really gonna call on our ability to logically, right? Because fire is a masculine energy. So that Chiron um, in Aries energy is wanting us to be logical in how we reference either the art of war or PTSD, okay? And uh, let me explain. So think about a warrior, right? Which is more or less the archetype of Aries energy, right? A warrior can either be reminded of past battles that were fought and when they're reminded of those past battles that they had to go through, they're using those wounds that they went through as a logical reference to say, okay, I got this wound, this wound, that wound. Wow. Okay. That taught me this, right? So it taught him the warrior, right? Because we're dealing with the masculine energy of Aries. It taught him a lesson on how to be more mature in those future encounters, right? taking into consideration that art of war because those wounds have actually been healed now, right? Time has gone by, they're no longer in those battles and they've looked at those wounds that they had as lessons, things that they can learn so that when they go into future battle, they know how they can step their game up and be more logical, right? At the same time, you can be triggered by present events that remind you of wounds that you faced in the past and confrontations 
that cause more of that impulsive and that aggressive reaction because you're dealing with that PTSD, right? So when we're dealing with Chiron being the wounded healer, it really depends on your ability to, as I said before, choose that option of how you want to maneuver through your own internal fire because this is fire energy leo and aries okay you're that internal fire you can either deal with it responsibly with the art of war and be like okay what's the best way for me to approach this this uh battle that someone's want to bring forward to me or you can say oh my gosh they're poking an old wound oh my god i don't like this let me retaliate, retaliate and get aggressive and do something impulsive. This trine is displaying a flow between both courses of action, right? So it's giving you the option to choose because this flow is happening freely between both of these energies. And based on that restorative walk that you have put into those wounds that you've experienced, right? You're gonna have the strength, right? The strength card is representing Leo. You will have the strength to then tame that lion, right? That's inside using what? That feminine grace, that emotional balance, that wisdom that you've had from those past experiences that you've been, been through. So this will also be your opportunity, right? To teach other people how they can more effectively deal with their wounds based on your action. So based on how you decide right, which option you're choosing, you're going to be showing people how they can deal with their internal fire better. People may see you go approach a situation in an art of war type way instead of the PTSD, right? So like Nikki said, you may have read a book like All About Love. And then when you have a situation with someone that has to do with your love and your feelings, right? And they trigger something, an emotion that you've gone through in the past, you're able to say, you know what? Wow, I'm so glad that I did the work on myself and read that book and, and have been able to gain insight rather than, oh my gosh, this is a toxic person. I need to leave now and, you know, or I need to argue back with them and be aggressive and defend myself and defend this wound that I've had, right? So you have options during this trine to really determine how you're going to deal with your internal fire. Um, I would say the, the more work that you've done to focus on those, uh, on healing those wounds, the better your actions will be and how you are, how you represent yourself and how there are opportunities for you to then teach other people based on how they see you deal with the situation in whatever area of your life this is happening in. Because Chiron, as we remember, he was a teacher. He taught others about medicine, about so many different um, subjects, right, as it pertains to life, medicine. So how can you teach other people to heal themselves based on how you exemplify your healing from wounds, okay? Um, definitely take that into consideration. Um, but that's the energy I'm seeing for Wednesday in the tarot. Uh, let's get into Thursday. Venus and Leo again, but this time the square with Uranus. Yeah, so with Thursday, we have, like you said, Venus and Leah is going to be squaring Uranus and Taurus. And so I just love all the inner child's kind of healing that is coming up with these transits um, at this time. So the relationship between Leo and Taurus is all about pleasure and indulgence. So 
going back to the inner child, right? Since Leo is about the child and Venus, which is at home and Taurus is all about beauty and appreciation, right? Appreciation of the child, giving yourself that nurturing, that love that um, you felt, you know, neglected from um, as a child. And so this is a square, right? Between two fixed energies, Leo and Taurus. So squares represent the number nine, right? Because we look at a 45 degree angle, four plus five is nine. Um, and they're considered to be the dark side of Mars. So it talks about a lot of like totality, um, completion, ending of cycles, tension that is like pushing you to make a decision, right? To take action. And so um, this made me think about like, are we making consistent time for pleasure in our life, right? Is our inner child starved of enjoyment and expression, which then keeps us unbalanced in our pursuit of feeling pleasure. And even then, I was, as I was writing that, I was like, dang, I'm dragging myself. But, you know, I have to keep it real with y'all. Like, that's really what I felt from this. It's like, you know, moderation is very important because when we're dealing with a sign, right, like Taurus that is prone to excess in terms of worldly pleasures, we might go off the deep end in indulging in our pleasure if we feel like we never got to cultivate a relationship with luxury, pleasure, enjoyment, the finer things, right? the experiences that we really want to have the fifth house is also about enjoyment entertainment right creativity um you know how are we feeling almost like starved and not nurturing that which is causing us to be out of balance with the the types of pleasure that we that we are seeking right so um especially since this is a venus transit so okay so this is what it makes me think of right this makes me think of sometimes people, right, who get lost in the things that their partner or a prospective partner can buy them or gift them or the gifts that they shower them in, right? And this person, you know, now losing themselves in the displays of love and affection that they get from their partner because they never gave those experiences to themselves, right? And so what I mean by that is like, uh, you know, a trip to, to Bora Bora, right, shouldn't be enough to sweep you off your feet. You know what I'm saying? If someone is trying to, oh, I'm trying to fly you out here. Oh, I'm trying to buy you this. Oh, I'm trying to pay for this. If you're someone who takes, you know, yourself um, to get pampered, right? If you're, if you're keeping up on the, you know, whatever self-care means to you, right? I'm just using these examples because a lot of the times that's what um, people try to I hate to use the word loris into partnerships, but kind of <laughs> like finesses into partnerships with, right? With these displays of affection of like, if you're someone who's consistently pampering yourself, right? You're taking yourself on shopping trips. You're going like something I'm really excited is to start taking myself on solo vacations, right? Traveling alone, giving myself those experiences by myself saying, I saved up for this. I did this. I was able to cultivate and give myself this experience. Um, if some, if you're, keeping up on those things, then someone else offering it to you will be a standard. You know, it's, it's an extension of the luxury that you give yourself as opposed to it being the missing piece or something that you need because you're never cultivating those experiences. You're not taking yourself out to eat. You're not ever buying something nice for yourself. So the moment someone's like, Hey girl, you know, let me take you shopping. You're like, Whoa, <laughs> you know, this is the missing piece. Like this is something that I can never give myself. Like, how could I ever live without this person? When it's like, if you were maintaining your, um, 
you know, giving your inner child that love, that entertainment, that enjoyment, you wouldn't feel like this is something that is like completely life altering. So being able to make um, decisions in terms of our partnerships, not based on lack or based on scarcity, but it's like, are you adding to the standard that I already have for myself? Are you an extension of the luxury and entertainment that I'm providing for myself, right? And this goes for masculine and feminine energies. you know, still like uh, your partner shouldn't be able to like, yes, our partnerships bring us things that do obviously exist outside of ourselves, but it's not something that we shouldn't be able to cultivate for ourselves, right? To be able to make well-informed decisions about who we're inviting into our lives. And so um, find ways to find new ways, especially with Uranus being in Taurus, right? Unconventional ways, find new ways to treat yourself or to give yourself gifts or luxury treatments, even if it's an at-home spa, you know what I'm saying? Uranus is, is, is like getting creative with it, unexpected, almost like surprising yourself. I know someone who, um, sends themselves flowers and stuff. I used to do that. I haven't been as like, um, consistent with it but I used to buy myself flowers like every single week and like have them on my altar and like it felt good to like treat myself so that way if anyone ever bought me flowers it's like okay this is sweet but like I'm gonna put them next to the flowers that I already get myself right on a weekly basis and so this just reminded me my last point is um this girl that I follow on Instagram her name is actually also Ariel which is funny um she just posted yesterday about doing a paint and sip date for herself so she got like dressed up all cute and set up a whole paint and sip date um with the black girl magic wine and everything I was like period it was giving luxury it was giving oh my gosh like inner child nurturing it was really great and she just took herself on a date you know in her apartment like she did this for herself so it's just like I think that the experiences like that should be more normalized where we're investing in you know our own pleasure and entertainment and taking ourselves out on dates and things like that so we feel like we're not being starved of it and making you know romantic decisions based on that scarcity and more so in an abundance or an extension of the things that we do for ourselves so anyways that's what I got for Thursday I really love that transit that's one of my favorite ones for the upcoming week um and what what's your take on on Thursday's energy that's the best thing to do and put them on your altar. I love that you mentioned that as well. Um, but on Thursday the 8th, when we have Venus in Leo squaring off with Uranus in Taurus, this is the Empress in the Strength energy squaring off with the Fool in the Hierophant energy, right? So there may be opportunities that show up for us unexpectedly that we may have a choice of either committing Um, Two, that could be a great financial opportunity, okay, but that may not align with our creative ideas and how we want to receive offers in the long term based on our goals, okay, because with these energies, um, both being uh, fixed, they also show up as the king of their suit. So for example, um, the Leo energy is not only the strength card, but it's also the king of pentacles, right? The Hierophant energy is not only, um, it's not just the Hierophant for Taurus, but it's also the king of coins. So this is that long-term goal, right? That you may be looking towards, but with this square happening, there's cross purposes, all right? So 
they don't really align. It's time to take a stance is what I'm seeing here and stay fixed on what your purpose is because your value is definitely seen by other people, even if they're not spelling it out for you. And that's why you're even getting approached by them, right? That's why they're wanting to buy you flowers because they see the value in you. you they want to entice you. They want to extend some type of offer, right? for some type of long-term um, union that they may see if it specifically pertains to couples, right? But this could be anything. This could be you getting approached by a certain job opportunity that doesn't align with you wanting to do your own entrepreneurial business, okay? But they're offering you good money, okay? With this King of Pentacles energy as well. So of course it's gonna be a good move, but is it the same as what you want to do long-term? Does that take you off what you see as being the best goal, okay? To move towards. So that's definitely something to think about, right? So these people are seeing your value, know that. Don't think that you need to little yourself, right? Um, or, or kind of stifle your dreams because someone else is tempting you with some type of financial offer. So what you want to work on and what others want you to invest your time in are not taking you to that same destination, okay? You are the abundance is what you need to know. And when you know that, no matter how much money you're being offered externally by other people, you're going to have the strength to stay in your power and wait on what you're manifesting relentlessly, right? With that fixed energy that we're dealing with, with Leo and with Taurus, okay? So with this square, stand your ground, stay fixed and relentless and what you see as uh, strength for you, as what you see as being able to exert and share your passions with this king of staff, staff energy, for the long term, for some, for your legacy, right? For building your empire, okay? See it in that stance, regardless if it's some type of unexpected leap of faith that someone comes up to you and offers you. You cannot, this Uranus is in Taurus, okay? With this square. This is that unexpected energy out the blue. You don't see it coming, okay? So keep that in mind. Even if someone's trying to drop a bag, like um, Nikki said, and take you on holiday, don't be like, oh, you know what I'm saying? If you had a spiritual retreat for yourself booked for Bali, stay on course with what you have booked for yourself, right? keep and maintain that value and stay in your power. Um, that's what I'm seeing for this transit that's happening for us. Because um, we just had Venus and Leo trining Chiron and Aries, right? Talking about being the wounded healer. And then now the day after, literally we're squaring with Uranus and Taurus. So divine is constantly testing us right now. And it's a definite emotional experience that we're feeling. It's definitely intuitive. We're gonna have to rely a lot on that intuitive energy, right? Um, to get things started, to be able to take initiative because cancer is a cardinal water sign. So definitely keep that in, in mind um, as this transit is happening on Thursday. Um, and I know you guys will make the right decision for your own power and standing in it. Okay, so let's move on to Friday, Nikki. Yeah, so with Friday, I'm gonna keep it simple. I'm gonna keep it short and sweet. We got the um, new moon and cancer coming up. So that's, you know, the sun and moon are conjunct on this day. Um, when we have a new moon, you know, the sun and the moon are in the same sign. Um, and so just, just 
small things, you know, I feel like um, new moons are really great for new beginnings for especially in cardinal season, right, having this power now of the sun and the moon amplifying each other's energy, we're thinking about initiating new feelings, initiating new beginnings, putting things into place, laying the foundations, the manifestations, the prayers, right, about certain things. Um, so just some some small suggestions. I think these are really great ways to, you know, especially uh, that we had the full moon in Capricorn. If you feel like there are the things that you released, you um, can really say with authenticity and accountability that you've been working on those things, then why not have small ways to show, you know, the new beginnings, right, the new cycle. So a lot of people say not to manifest um, on full moon, on new moons, but I feel like a lot of it is like what you feel called to, like, where is this energy in your natal chart? What do you feel called to do? And so some strategies for um, these like new beginnings, right? Um, some crystals that are ruled by the moon are pearls, selenite, moonstone. So if you have any of those, or if you've been itching to go to the crystal shop to pick up some new ones, those would be some really great ones for this new moon in cancer and just cancer season in general um or if you have any of these if you have pearl earrings pearl necklace this would be a really great day to like wear them and, and adorn yourself um, with these types of crystals uh grounding yourself in the present is super important um cancer is a sign of nostalgia and that's what i love about cancer it's like that that duality of like it is a cardinal sign right so a lot of it is being mindful about you are an initiator you are supposed to move things forward you are supposed to um make your own decisions and assert those things based on how you feel, but feelings that are in the present, right? Not allowing things from the past. It's like, how do we allow the past to um, guide us and provide us wisdom? And that's where we see like that Capricorn Saturn energy of the elders, right? Like not necessarily our grandparents, but just elders in general, people who are younger than us could be elders, right? That divine counsel, but always making sure that we're grounding ourselves in the present moment would be a really great idea um, for this uh, new moon in Cancer um, going out to eat, right? Or, you know, people also feel differently, you know, right now that things are opening back up. So if you don't feel comfortable going out to eat in public, definitely like making yourself like a little picnic or something like that, like eating outside, right? Being in nature, either, you know, bring some fruit. Um, a lot of um, water fruits are like ruled by the moon. And what I mean by that, like uh, watermelons, melons, cantaloupes, anything like that, foods with um, high fruit with high water content is probably ruled by cancer or the moon. So take some little cut up fruit and sit outside in nature you know what I'm saying have a little picnic if you don't feel comfortable um you know sitting at a restaurant but treat yourself you know what I mean do something intentional around food um drinking alkaline water staying hydrated in general it's the summer we got all this water energy around us you know staying hydrated is never a bad thing um this also makes me think of, you know, going to the beach, right? And I think with new moons, especially if you're trying to cultivate new things, making sure that you're leaving an offering as well. So if you do go to the beach, um, I was thinking about bringing home a seashell or something like that to bring back and put on your altar. But if you take something, make sure you give something as well, um, you know, for these blessings and new beginnings that you're trying to abundantly cultivate. Um, since cancer rules the home, you might want to do some feng shui. If you've been putting on, you know, you didn't really get your spring cleaning done during airy season, or it's looking a little crazy, you got to go back and fine tune some stuff, move your couch, you know, take out the rest of your summer clothes, put your winter clothes away, you know, whatever you need to do to get your home organized, that would be a really great time to do that to make your home feel more um, aligned with the energy that you're trying to put forward. 
um, exploring your ancestry, you have time to talk to some family or looking at, you know, a classic cancer example would be looking back at old family photos and stuff like that um, would be a really great way to to pay homage to where you come from to then be able to put into the energy of where you want to go right given that and then lastly an idea would be to bake something or cook something and share it with your friends your neighbors your community i remember around this time uh was it last summer yeah i think it was last summer um i decided to uh my friend and i we baked some some little cute little mango coconut squares. They were so good. And we distributed them at some like local protests to people. So like that for me was like a prime example of like Cancerian energy. Like, you know, you're baking, you're cooking. We got to bond by doing the baking together. And then we were able to share um, the goods with our community, right? Our neighbors, our kin, right? So those are just some examples um, of things that you can do with this new moon um, coming up on Friday. And just like, I'm overall really excited. I think this is a really beautiful energy. So what are you seeing for the energy on Friday with this new moon in Cancer? In terms of the conjunction. So obviously when we have a new moon, that's um, the moon conjuncting the sun, right? So um, in the tarot, this is going to be the sun in Cancer, obviously conjuncting the moon in Cancer. And that's the sun in the energy of the chariot or the queen of cups conjuncting the four of cups energy um, for the moon in Cancer. So this is really allowing us to be in a position where we're feeling freer than you've ever felt, right? Like the song of this week, by becoming more accepting of your intuition, right? And using it to allow yourself to make decisions that will lead you to experience victory in the reality that you have, right? So when choices present themselves or other people extend emotional offers your way, you may have in the past been dismissing them or not done what was for your highest good. So this transit is really helping to shed a light on that subconscious pattern and extending an invitation really for you to embrace a new cycle, right? The new moon is a great time to engage in new cycles, okay? So this energy is inviting you to open your eyes and stop limiting yourself. It's also a force that helps you to stop making excuses, right? For why you cannot do things that honor your happiness. So that allows you to be able to say no to those things that you don't really want to do emotionally, right? That you may end up doing instead of being some type of yes person. As soon as someone asks you to do this, yes, 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 even though you don't really want to internally, right? So this new moon is really encouraging you to step into being your own person and finding the energy that will make life happen for you on a day like today and moving forward in this new cycle with the new moon. So begin a new cycle, everyone, and uh, of taking initiative, of creating a home that supports those changes that you actually want to manifest moving forward wholeheartedly, right? Clean your home space, okay? Drink lots of water, alkaline water, as Nikki suggested as well, right? Go around water. That could be, as she said, going to the beach, right? Lakes, rivers, any body of water. Take a bath, okay? Put some, um, put some uh, sea salts in there, put some Himalayan salt, and take a nice bath. 
Maybe you want to listen to some really empowering music. Music has the ability to change our frequency. So maybe you have a playlist that's really empowering, right? Who run the world, right? Who, whatever you want to play, that's some type of empowering music um, that helps you embrace this new cycle of taking charge and removing those limits from yourself and not being that person that's always saying yes to things that you don't want to do or making some type of excuses of why you cannot get things going in a direction you want them to go, right? As we said, cancel is a cardinal energy. This is initiation. This is getting things starting, getting the ball rolling. And when we're dealing with summertime, right, which cancer is the cardinal energy that's starting the season of summer, right? Because now we just came into the summertime when cancer season started. This is about nurturing your instincts, right, that are developed. This is about that sensitivity that you may have, the warmth of your character, okay? Being able to protect your creations. All of those things um, embody that cancerian energy that we all feel coming into the summer season. So take that on, okay? Listen to that empowering music. Maybe you want to enjoy a nice cocktail as you toast to that forward movement that you're going to commit to in this new cycle and that victory with this chariot energy, okay? So definitely keep these things in mind as the new moon is occurring. Definitely look at what house cancer energy falls in for you to see specifically where this is going to be happening so that you know exactly what types of um, moves you know you need to be embracing in terms of this new cycle that's going on. So for me, it's happening in my second house. So when it comes to me manifesting new cycles of making money, right, of bringing in more value to myself, okay, um, more of my uh, gaining better self-esteem, those are things that I'm focusing on manifesting with the new moon, okay? So look at what house in your natal chart cancer rules um, and that will give you a better idea of where to possibly focus this new moon energy um, but I'm really excited for this new moon happening uh, on the ninth this week because it's a really powerful time for us to keep going from eclipse season right um, and moving forward into the summer season really powerfully because summer we haven't even touched the iceberg okay things are still gonna get crazy Bill Cosby just got out of jail. People are in uproar about that and many, many more things, okay, to are to come. So um, really great energy for this new moon. Definitely tap in. Make sure you do some type of ritual or some type of just celebratory action to embrace this new cycle and get yourself in the energy of victory and forward movement. All right, so let's get into Saturday, Nikki. You were saying tip of the iceberg. Just wait until Leo season, at least. We ain't seen nothing. I was like, child, the, the ocean's on fire. We got, you know what I'm saying? Girl, the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Like, we haven't seen anything. It's just going to get more and more, yeah, like peak, literally. So that's why I, I appreciate us all being here doing the work and for those who come on stage um, at the end you know what I mean like because we're learning um, as we teach as well you know and teaching as we learn um, and sharing what we learn as well so it's just like it's all about how we can all stay in accountability and alignment because you know between nature between uh, karmic cycles you know what I'm saying for those of us who are in the states you know uh, the U.S. is having its Pluto return like the next few years you know what I'm saying I think that this is 
a beautiful time for all of us to be aligned right now because things are only going to get more and more crazy. And if you're not aligning with the shifting paradigms and world orders, like you're only going to feel that discomfort um, of of misalignment even stronger. So, yeah, and we're all in this together, guys. We're mm-hmm. all in this together. Mm hmm. So let's move on to Saturday. We're closing out the week soon. So we got the moon and cancer, trying Neptune and Pisces. So the relationship between cancer and Pisces is really all about vulnerability and compassion. So here we have two feminine signs, right? We got cardinal water, we got mutable water, um, and they're flowing, right? With this trine, they, they relate, they see each other. They have similar motivations. They have similar ways of doing things. They have complementary energies that are here to help us, you know, amplify it, right? So um, this is giving me the energy of like, it's okay to go out in deep waters, you know, just make sure you bring a little floaty, right? Or just make sure you tell somebody where you're at, or, you know, don't swim too far out if you don't know how to swim, right? I think it's understand your threshold um, and ability to be in the depths, right? And to to know that if you decide to, you know, swim a little further out, you know, you got you got a floaty, you know what I'm saying? Know that you have support um, in those in those types of pursuits. So this is a lot of water energy that's happening around us asking us to flow with both new right? Energy and changing energy, especially emotions, right? New emotions and changing emotions. We got cardinal, so new beginnings, new emotions, new feelings. And then we got mutable water. So changing emotions, if things shift, if you were like, well, things were this way last week, it's like, child, you know, we're not in last week, right? What allowing ourselves to grow and flow and change just like water does, right? And so as we look at different water signs, they also rule different bodies of water. One water sign might rule a puddle. Another water sign might rule a lake. You know, another one might rule a river that the water is flowing. One might rule the ocean, right? So we're tapping into the different bodies of water and what that's here to teach us, right? So we have to be willing to look at and accept and find comfort in our depths, right? In order to be compassionate and accepting of others' complexity and darkness. So Dominique, who's actually an astrologer that I met um, here on Clubhouse, she tweeted uh, yesterday, and I felt like this flowed so beautifully. She said on Twitter, she said, your inability to express yourself authentically can be attributed to your toxic trait of being overcritical of others. And so we know as well, our relationship with others is only a reflection or projection of our relationship with ourselves. So it's uh, our inability to be authentic is our over-criticism of ourself, right? As well, that then we, we project onto our relationships of other, uh, with other people. So how can we extend compassion and vulnerability to ourselves? And so this reminded me of how, uh, I don't know if anyone else can relate to this, but how disconnected I felt from my body during my 12th house perfection year. Like I felt my, like my physical vessel and my spiritual vessel were just like completely different things. And it was a very strange um, and uncomfortable experience of almost always being disconnected from my body. And so now being in a first house perfection year, it's definitely learning to be more like loving and compassionate, or it's like actually being like hyper aware of being in my body all the time. But, you know, sometimes with why I bring up a 12th house perfection year is because it's that Neptunian energy, that Pisces energy, right, that we're talking about. And so it made me think about how sometimes that disconnection that we feel from our body, right, from our vessel is due to not 
being able to be compassionate with ourselves or not being able to find beauty and seeing our bodies as home, right? Or as a safe place that we can be still and be vulnerable and face all the things that come up when we're still and when we're trying to find comfort and a sense of homeliness in our bodies. So this transit is really all about finding and maintaining a sense of home and belonging and compassion within ourselves that when we are abundant right with this compassion with this vulnerability then we can share that abundance with others without feeling drained without feeling um, overwhelmed without feeling burnt out you know water is that gift that keeps on giving and flowing but making sure that we're always you know hydrated so to speak right that we're not drying ourselves up our well by trying to share it with everybody else because we're not you know I've been there there's times where I've been overly understanding or overly compassionate with other people because I'm scared that I won't be able to do that for myself you know, so it's really getting um, centered and grounded on the fact of how do we prioritize that comfort and compassion with ourselves that that will then naturally flow out into other people. Stop giving people the love that you're denying yourself, you know, and that's that's a word and a read for myself. But, you know, we're here in, in the spirit of honesty and transparency. So what does this energy on Saturday um, look like in the tarot? Yeah, so on Saturday with the moon, in Capricorn trining now Neptune retrograde in Pisces, uh, especially after the new moon on Friday. Uh, this trine I'm seeing is really creating that beautiful flow, everyone, and in initiating this new cycle, having that appreciation for the downloads that you've received, and also your superpowers that you have, right? And instead of being unsure of how to use them, how to use your superpowers and how to have appreciation for those downloads that you've received, right? You're embracing this new journey, right? This is a really beautiful uh, transit happening right after the new moon that will help you to, to embrace the new journey that you're going into based on whatever you've manifested and what decisions, rituals, practices, and decisions you've made from the new moon energy, stepping into the unknown, right, to actually begin training, no matter what that journey may bring, okay, and with the moon energy, that's what that is, being able to embrace the wild side of your emotions, being able to see what's highlighted by the moon, right, what is being uh, in the dark, what's, what is the light shining on, right, for you to focus on and see in the darkness, and actually embrace that journey, embrace knowing that challenges will come, right? Knowing that you will have challenges along this new cycle, along this new journey that you're having, but that no longer keeps you in that apprehensive state of mind where you're not taking action. So instead, with the transit like this, you're aware of what's going on with this new journey and you're aware that you need to still step into it and have a calmer reaction, right? You have a calmer reaction to what you know you need to get done uh, facing this fact, okay? This is what I'm seeing in the tarot for this transit. So get creating, right? Get to actually enhancing your energetic power and trusting that process of your transformation. Because with the moon in Cancer representing that four of cups energy, it's trining the handman in the reverse, right? In that moon energy. So trust the process that's going to help you feel more foundationally strong in your emotions. Instead of being so hesitant, right? To, to refuse offers or being so uncertain about yourself 
and incorporating self-doubt. Allow that energy to flow between how you know you need to go on a new journey of growth and your emotional state and trusting that, knowing that there will be challenges, knowing that there's that uncomfortability that you're going to feel, but still embracing it anyway for the sake of what is being shown with this moon card, right? With the energy of the moon representing Pisces. Um, so that's what I'm seeing. I'm gonna keep it short. That's that's literally what I'm seeing for the transit for Saturday. Um, let's go ahead and end it with Mercury and Cancer. Yes. So with Mercury going into Cancer on Sunday, this is all about relying on our feminine energy in the ways that we communicate, that we take in and share information, the way we perform rituals. Um, and so for this transit, I kind of looked up examples of what balanced or healthy feminine energy looks like, like healthy expressions of feminine energy. And some of the examples that I found were um, having uh, being strong and having boundaries, being loving and supportive, being compassionate and authentic, being receptive and confident, um, being intuitive and creative, asking for what we need and relating to others by listening, sharing and creating a sense of community. So I think those are really great examples of what Mercury looks like, you know, in Cancer. It's like, how can we center these attributes when thinking of relating and communicating with others? You know, it's it's feminine water. We're really deep into the intuitive side, the unspoken, you know, body language. Um, tapping into our feminine energy right which is within all of us so uh, with this mercury going into cancer on sunday um it's really important again this is this is going to be a drag for myself but the, the ask for what you need part is very much the one that was standing out to me because it's essential during cancer season and essential that Mer while mercury is in cancer because we may feel like over relying on intuition and expecting other people to like read our minds or just to get it you know without using our words without actually communicating without still tapping into the masculine of of asserting and communicating and and projecting forward right if we're always in the energy of just receiving well, I'm expecting this I'm expecting I'm expecting to receive this I'm expecting people to just get it um so it's you know being mindful to not over rely on intuition and expecting others to read our minds or to just automatically know what we want it's still very important to both uh, communicate and appreciate the energy of compassion that's around us um you know emotions are going to be running high people will be more likely to understand you if you are coming from a place of authenticity people will also be very uh emotionally projecting right if you say things that trigger them people are going to be communicating um, and relating based on how they feel about things how things make them feel so being also mindful of that that if you're like dang i was just speaking my truth like why are you getting so da -da -da -da? that's not always a signal that you said something wrong or that you did the wrong thing just in general emotions are going to be running high as mercury goes into cancer so that's what I got to close out the week. Um, but what are you, what's your take on Mercury um, going into Cancer in terms of the tarot? Yes, 
Yes, so Mercury entering Cancer is literally the three of cups energy in the tarot. So I love how you listed out those healthy feminine energy um, uh, examples, right? Of what that energy looks like. Um, and putting respect on the divine feminine energy has its rewards, right? Being strong and having boundaries has its rewards, as Nikki mentioned, right? Asking for what you need, being intuitive and creative. All of those things have rewards, like being able to find and communicate with your tribe, okay? Because with this Three of Cups energy, there's that celebration that you're able to have with the connections that you can now make emotionally that make you actually feel happy and in the right place. So you may be establishing friendships with females or uniting with the feminine influencer and leader in the industry that already has a tribe during this transit, right? Of Mercury entering in Cancer. Any of those creative ventures that you have been starting are also being recognized by others is what I'm feeling um, during this transit as well with this energy of the Three of Cups, finally being able to find people that are like-minded, being able to find people that get you and they understand your creative expression and they support you, right? Um, so finally seeing some type of elevation in what you've been sharing um, in the collective, right? Because Mercury is that social media, that's that communication energy, right? Finally seeing more love from other people on those platforms that you're sharing creative ventures with and your creative ideas. Um, definitely seeing a boost in your recognition, okay? So definitely be prepared for that. Um, after a really long road, guys, of those emotional upsets of feeling like you haven't been seen, this is really a time to be able to put your drinks up, right? What's that song by Rihanna? Cheers to the freaking weekend, I drink to that. The yeah, yeah, right? That song is playing in my head right now. So being able to have that energy um, after so much um, of, after so many emotional upsets, putting yourself out there creatively and then no one showing up. You're just by yourself, but you keep going, right? And finally, during this transit of Mercury entering Cancer, again, definitely check what energy or what house specifically in your natal chart that Cancer falls under, if you know your natal chart, okay? Um, but that's gonna help you to, to really feel like this is a time for you to toast and celebrate and have that feminine union um, and expression and appreciation for your feminine energy, whether you are divine feminine or a divine masculine representative this lifetime so that's what i'm seeing for mercury entering cancer this is going to be a really wonderful transit so keep doing the work on expressing your creativity and how you want to share those things responsibly right in a healthy way as nikki referenced um to the world to society to your community and your tribe so that's what i'm seeing for sunday I think a lot of also this Leo energy that we have, especially now that Mars and Venus are in Leo and the sun will be moving into Leo. It's really all about forging, having, having the strength and the courage to forge our own path. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, remembering that Leo is opposite Aquarius, like sometimes doing the things that work for you, even if society, if, even if that's not the template or the cookie cutter formula that we've been given by society, sometimes we got to have the willpower to forge our own path and do things our own way and, and be able to cultivate a set of our own rules, you know, to navigate life, even if it is unconventional, even if people don't really 
um, get it or understand, you know? When it comes to, especially with cancer being that home energy, a lot of times when we clear out that physical clutter, we leave a lot of room for us to have um, that emotional transformation and bring in new energy emotionally as well. So even if you're like, oh, I don't know what house is falling for me. I don't know, you know, what's going on. What can I do? What's something simple that I can do? Just go ahead and clear out your room. Maybe you need to sell some clothes. Maybe you need to clear out your closet. Maybe you need to just do a general clean around the house to remove any stagnant energy. Maybe you want to um, smoke out your house with sage or any of those like Palo Santo, any energy to really clear the space and the energy in your home, open up the windows, play some really nice frequency music or bring your, your sound bowl throughout the house, but just clear out any of that stagnant physical energy that may be in the home space because that can invite a lot of that new energy that you're going to be experiencing and that will be available to you for the new moon and cancer coming up this week on the 9th as well. Um, it's something that I felt led to say and just kind of double back on um, for you guys to, to remind you. Thank you all so, so much for joining us for yet another episode of Astro Tea. That was the song of this week, Free by Black. So definitely play that throughout this week to get into the transits and the podcast will be available anywhere where you can access podcasts. So on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, and many, many more. Be sure to invite your friends to attend Astro Tea with you next week, Sunday to join us. And we really enjoyed your energy thoroughly. Look forward to seeing you next week. And Follow us on Clubhouse. Follow us on our room on our on, on our separate Instagrams to catch up with us between episodes. We love you all so so much and have a terrific week, guys.